Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa, and on this podcast, we focus on wellness, beauty, style, planning, and life. Basically, life is messy, and here we learn to live well anyway. So join me on this journey as we figure it out together. And just to get us started, I'll go first. And today, I am so excited to have Ali Smuts here with me. She is a hairstylist and master colorist who works for Color Guru. Now, you might remember me having on Jeannie Stith from Color Guru earlier this year. She is the lady who tells you the perfect color palette for your skin tone. I went through this process with Jeannie. I absolutely loved it because even though I was fairly certain of what my coloring was and I was pretty right, she opened up so many other colors to me that I wouldn't have even considered. It went so much deeper with knowing like what types of metals work well for you and are you muted or bold or it was just so much more in depth than I ever expected it to be. It's really helped me with figuring out what I want to wear moving forward, how I've been changing up my makeup. It was a super helpful process for me to just feel more confident about the things that I'm wearing and using. And Allie also does that with Color Guru. So you can get a consultation with her to figure out the best hair color options for you and also the best cuts to really help highlight your facial features and the shape of your face, which I think is so important because a lot of us just get caught in the trends and that sort of thing. But she helps you figure out what's going to actually look good on you. And it was so fun to have her on this episode today to be able to really dive into that. So if you want to go back and listen to the other episode with Jeannie Stith, you can find that conversation on episode 69, which we will link to in today's show notes. But then this episode is also going to really take you into all of these things behind haircuts and coloring, how to find a good stylist, all that kind of thing. And then if you want to get a consultation with Allie after you listen to this and you're like, um, yeah, I think think I'm going to need that, then you can head over to yourcolorguru.com and use the code livewell to get 10% off on your consultation. So again, you can head over to yourcolorguru.com, use that code livewell when you check out, and you can get all your consultations for 10% off. All right, without further ado, let's jump into this episode with Allie. Welcome, Allie. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I am so excited to get to chat with you today because I have had on Jeannie before talking about everything with Color Guru, but it was when I was getting into all of that and hearing from her everything that Color Guru did, and we started this conversation about you, and I was like, wait a minute. 
she does all of that. Like this isn't even just color. This is like cut and all this stuff. And I've wanted to have a hairstylist on the show for a while, because I think it's one of those things that can kind of hang women up because it's hard to find a good stylist. And it's especially hard to find one who can really customize a look that's going to work best for you that you don't just kind of like take in a newspaper or a magazine and be like, I want that. You know, like somebody who really knows how to work with hair. And so I am so excited to have you on today to talk about all of that. So will you go ahead and just introduce yourself? Yeah. So um, my name is Allie. I, um, I've been a stylist for almost 10 years now. Um, I own a little salon studio within a solo salon space, and I've owned it for almost two years now. And I just love it. Both my grandmothers were hairstylists and I couldn't really see myself doing anything else. That is so fun. So it's something that you came by very naturally, obviously, with both of your grandmothers. So, I mean, how did that, how did you really get your start in it? Were you just like around salons when you were little or like, tell us the story. So when I was little, basically both my parents worked and it wasn't really easy for them to afford childcare or anything like that. So Um, I actually got babysat by my Nana in the salon that she worked when I was younger. So I was just in there all the time. Oh, I love that. And get lunch. I would help sweep up the hair and just, I'm pretty goofy. So I would just make all the ladies laugh and stuff. But um, yeah, I've been in salons since I can remember, honestly. That's so fun that it just like, obviously it was like, there was no other, (laughs) no other path. You were going to be there. (laughs) that is so fun I love that I mean you really were soaking up experience and really seeing what was happening from such a young age so at what point did it just click for you like okay this is what I'm going to do I'm going to start pursuing this now I was about 13 like I would always read my one grandmom had this magazine called modern salon and I was always going over her house and tearing through all those magazines and all the way through up until like senior year of high school, I was like, I'm going to be a hairstylist. But then all of my friends were applying to colleges and going away and getting to do all this fun stuff. So I, for a little bit, I was like, well, maybe I want to go to college and maybe I want to, you know, have that college experience. But once I started applying and realized how much the application process was, I was like, if I can't even handle this application process, I don't want to. <laughs> for four years. So um, I started touring a couple of um, cosmetology schools in the area. And I found one that I really liked. And it's about an 11 month process to go through cosmetology school. And it's really no joke, honestly, like, Mm -hmm. it is every day, nine to four, it's basically like paying to go to work. Um, So you are learning, but like, you're also at one point, they switch you to being on the floor and you're working with clients all day long. And, um, at one point I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. Like, this is so difficult, but once you get out and you get into a salon and you start, you know, actually living the stylist life, it's a lot different than being in school every day, nine to four. Sure. Well, and I think, I mean, I, I really liked what you said about that. And I think it's a really interesting point that, you know, once you were getting into that process of applying for colleges and doing all of that, you really realized that that wasn't what you wanted to do. And it made much more sense to go back to what you had 
always wanted to do. And I think this is a hang up that a lot of teenagers have because it's like, you're supposed to go to school, but there are so many job opportunities out there where you can do very well for yourself, but also really enjoy what you're doing. And it doesn't necessarily have to look like college. And I think that we, I think some people are starting to break away from that stigma more in recent years, but that it can be very worthwhile to pursue things that don't involve college. Exactly. And there are so many different trades that you can go to school for where there are different pathways that you can take. Like I could be a hair educator where I could travel all over the U S or even all over the world and go to different salons and teach Mm -hmm. um, classes. And, or you could work in a cosmetology school. You could be a platform artist. You could work for a color company and design color and stuff like that. I'm sure you probably have to go to school to be like science something, but (laughs) there's so many different things that you can do within each trade. And you don't have to go to a four-year university and have, you know, all of these tuition loans that you have to pay back until you die. Like it's just, um, it's kind of just pushed onto you that you have to go to some four-year school and then you get out and you're like, maybe not even doing what you went to school for. I see a lot of people do that. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of people go through that process and then go back to cosmetology school. <laughs> Be like, yes. wait, that's what I want to do. There's a joke where like a lot of nurses quit nursing school to go to cosmetology school and then vice versa. A lot of cosmetologists quit cosmetology school to go to nursing school. That's funny. Well, it is like one of those more relational jobs. I mean, I think both nursing and cosmetology, you really like you converse with people. I think, I mean, a lot of times people compare going to their hairstylist, like going to their therapist every other month or whatever, you know, I mean, that is such a huge part of being a stylist. Like, did that part appeal to you as well? Um, so I am kind of a little introverted. So at first I was like, how am I going to talk to all of these people? Yeah. (laughs) like all the time but um I especially like the setup now where I have my own studio there's just one chair it's just me and one other person so um you don't have to deal with you know too many clients all in one spot a lot of salons they kind of value quantity over quality sometimes they Mm -hmm. want you to get clients in a day as you want to so I can kind of make my own schedule and you know, make it so that I don't have to have 18 clients all in one day. I can work with maybe four or five in a day. And that is enough for me. That's nice to be able to strike that balance and not be overwhelmed. And I think that's another big part of it too, is it's really like an entrepreneurship opportunity that pursuing something like this allows you to have a lot more flexibility with your life. Yes, it's been... I've had a lot less stress and anxiety since I've taken this little adventure out on my own. Um, You know, I can put the music on in the salon that I want to. I can, you know, um, decorate it the way I want to, use the product lines that I want to use. And yeah, it's just a lot less stressful and hectic for me. Sure. And so you did take your education farther, right? Because you're a master colorist. Am I correct? Yeah, so I've taken a ton of uh, classes outside of the salon. They're not required for you once you get your license. You just have to pay every two years to keep your license. But 
Um, I just really love learning new things. I'm constantly on Instagram and um, whatever platform I can be on to try to learn more. I'm in a bunch of different hair groups on Facebook. You can just search in the search bar, whatever question you're looking for. And there's so many different silos that have offered information. And um, I just love learning from other stylists. That was one of my favorite things about being in the salons when I was younger is just being able to watch what they do and how they work. And I do kind of miss that about working in an actual salon. I'm not able to watch as many stylists do their different techniques and their different own individual style. But um, I do kind of with Instagram, I, I do get that a lot. So that's great. That's awesome. I think that is so important, especially for something like hair <laughs> that you're, you are constantly learning because I think there's new products that are constantly coming out. There's new styles, there's new, like I'm sure techniques of cutting and coloring and all of that. And so it's so important to be able to stay on the cutting edge of that in order to stay competitive, I would think. Yeah, there's constantly everything is just new constantly. And sometimes clients actually teach me a thing or two. I had a consultation um, on Zoom with one of our color guru clients and she asked me about bottleneck bangs. And I was like, I've never heard of bottleneck bangs. Um, those, I'm going to have to look that up. She said she saw it in a glamour magazine. And um, I guess maybe a stylist like mentioned it to the magazine, they put it in there and now everyone knows about bottleneck bangs. So I'm always learning something new and it is really fun because it keeps the job exciting and it keeps, you know, you, you're interested in your work every day because you're creating something and there's a lot of science behind it. And it's really fun, honestly. Yeah. Well, and I'm glad. Okay. So I do want to talk about color guru. You brought that up. So how did that opportunity come up? How did you even hear about it? And what do you do with color guru? So I heard about it because one of my clients is actually good friends with Jeannie, the CEO of Color Guru. Mm -hmm. And she mentioned to me that she has been looking to take on a hairstylist to add to her uh, business. And um, she got me in touch with her and um, I interviewed with her and she actually had me do a consultation for her. And I also did one for her assistant, uh, Jenny. And, um, they, they just asked me to, you know, recommend hair colors for them. And, um, so usually what I do is I create a file for each client on my iPad. Um, I include a photo of them and then anywhere from one to two color recommendations. And then I add in a cut as well, because I feel like cut and color really go hand in hand with each other. Mm -hmm. A cut can really emphasize color or a color can really, you know, make a cut look a lot trendier. And they weren't really expecting me to add that in. And I also add in a couple of product suggestions that I use personally in my salon that I think would be really helpful for the client at home. And so they weren't really expecting me to add that little bit in either. So they were just really impressed, I guess, how um, much more I offered besides just the color referrals. So um, I'm assuming that's why they picked me, but um, yeah, really well. 
when I interviewed her, it definitely sounded like she was so excited about all of that because she said it was just so over the top, like so much more. And really, I mean, the, the coloring part of it, I thought that was interesting, but it was the, oh my goodness, she recommends a cut. Like it, it perked my ears up to want to do that too, because I think it's so easy for people to want to follow trends, but not every trend is going to look good on every person and every face shape, but it can be really hard for people to know that for themselves. So how do you go about determining like what is going to be a good cut on someone? So I typically look at their face shape and I do take into account, you know, what's trending at the time. And, um, you know, I, I read through their survey that they take with color guru and, um, in there, we have a couple of questions about hair, like, does your hair have red in it naturally? Like if you're in the sun, do you see any hints of red or, um, what's your hair texture? Is it curly? Is it wavy? Um, so that really helps me kind of narrow everything down. If they have super curly hair, um, and they're used to wearing it long, I typically don't, you know, recommend something like a pixie or, yeah. you know, a bob or something like that, because, curly hair tends to poof out a lot when it's a little bit shorter. So I try to keep it, you know, with their natural texture and especially with their face shape for a cut. Um, and it really just depends on what they're coloring it with too, because sometimes, you know, these, these trends with color, they look great, but you have to have a really great cut to go with it. And mm -hmm. a lot of layering the hair usually helps to make a color stand out and really, you know, emphasize all the different aspects that are going on with the color as well. Okay, you ladies know that I love me some good skincare, and I have recently been using a line that I am absolutely loving. It is Murad. It was founded by Dr. Howard Murad, who wanted to create a skincare line that was clinically proven, cruelty-free, and meets the meticulous standards for safety, efficacy, and care you'd expect from a doctor. Murad is known for their line of acne products, but also has high-performance heroes like Rapid Dark Spot Correcting Serum and their gentle but effective Retinol Youth Renewal Serum, their whole Retinol Youth Renewal line. I have been using and really enjoying. And I really like that this line tends to come at things from a little bit more holistic standpoint. So Dr. Murad is a board-certified dermatologist and trained pharmacist who is recognized around the world as a visionary for his unmatched scientific innovations. Also, an authority on holistic wellness and stress management because, of course, those things play into how our skin does overall. He's one of the first dermatologists to make the connection between mind, body, healthcare, and skincare. He says that skincare is healthcare. And just to show how important Dr. Murad feels that philosophy is, Murad has launched a digital magazine and podcast called Well Connected by Murad that helps us to be more educated about our health and our skincare. It helps to connect those dots between science and wellness. There are stories on the skin, the body, the mind, with headlines like Love Yourself and Stay Hydrated and Seven Korean Mom Skincare Tips. Their first season of the podcast includes guests 
guests like Charlotte Zoller and Dr. Muneeb Shah. Murad really wants to get great skincare into your hands, but also help you to have the know-how to be able to take care of yourself well all the way around. You can find Murad's efficacious skincare products at Sephora, Ulta, and Murad.com, and you can find their digital magazine at wellconnected.murad.com and the podcast Well Connected by Murad wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you go ahead and shop straight from Murad.com, you can get 20% off by using the code LIVEWELL and free shipping on any order order over $60. I think that you will love Murad just like I do. So go to Murad.com and use that coupon code LIVEWELL to get 20% off at checkout and free shipping on any order over $60. Yeah, I think it's really important that people hear that and know that because it's really easy to have this picture in your mind or you bring it in off Pinterest or Instagram or whatever. And then you walk away from the hair salon and you're like, I don't look anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) One is maybe that that's just not something that's going to work for you. And then I also think that it can be difficult to find a good stylist, like somebody who really grasps all of that. Do you have advice for people like how to find someone who is going to be able to customize a look to them? So I always tell people if they have Instagram to really scour through Instagram, if you type in the search bar, um, like if you live in New Jersey and you look New Jersey hairstylist up and there's actually a map feature on there, I'm pretty sure you can see like different businesses that are on there mm-hmm. but if you just see like a profile of someone and it says New Jersey hairstylist just go through their pictures and see if their style matches up with yours because there are a little a lot of different styles of hairstylists out there especially now with all of these different ends going on there's a lot of stylists right now that are doing a lot of mullets on everyone because they're super trendy especially in Philadelphia and New York and, you know, big cities like that, mullets are really trendy, especially on women right now. And then oh, funny. Um, balayage and, you know, blonding and stuff like that are all things that stylists specialize in. So a lot of stylists have what they specialize in in their Instagram bios. So it makes it a little bit easier to narrow down exactly what you're looking for and what that stylist specializes in. And then once you see that and that all matches up, you can just go through their photos and see if you like what you see. And if you think their hair style is going to match up with what, how you want to wear your hair. Yeah. I think that is really helpful that you really make sure and, and not to feel locked into somebody because you've gone to them once. Like, I think sometimes there's like this loyalty thing, but you really want to make sure that you're feeling really confident when you walk away from a hairstyling appointment, because it's not cheap. Like if you're getting it done well, then you're going to, you know, invest in that. So I think that's really important to make sure you find somebody who's going to work for you. Yeah. And you want to be honest with your stylist. You know, they're going to ask you your hair history. If you've used box dye in the past, or if you've gone from brown to blonde back and forth for years, they need to know that so that when they go to try whatever services that you're wanting, like color services, they know exactly what they're getting themselves into. Cause mm-hmm. your hair is a palette. And, you know, just because you're blonde now doesn't mean that the brown that you put on there a few years ago is just gone. Mm. Um, so chemicals really do stick to the hair. 
And um, just because you're lightening them out or anything like that, they need to know everything that's happened with your hair within at least the last two or three years. That's really interesting. Let's let's hit on that for a minute. Okay, this whole coloring thing, obviously that's a big part of the whole color guru experience that you provide and recommending what is going to be the best color to people. But I, I mean, other than highlighting my hair when I was younger, like I had to highlight my hair for the first time when I was like 11, because I was in a play and I was supposed to have, you know, lighter hair. So I had highlights throughout like my teenage years, but really stopped coloring my hair after that, because I figured like, I'm going to save my pennies until I really need to do something about my color (laughs) because I'm going to be going gray. And so now, now I am starting to get a few of those little gray hairs popping up where I'm like, okay, how long can I push? this before it's going to be a necessity. (laughs) But for somebody who really doesn't know about hair color, can you just talk about how to get into that process, how to still make it look natural, the differences in the box dyes, like kind of give us the 101 on hair coloring. Yes. So box dye, I would recommend everyone just stay away. Okay. Um, There are a lot of minerals, chemicals, metallics, and a bunch of unknown things that are in box dye, which is why hairstylists always recommend that you stay away from them because when you come to us to try to get it out, it is basically like trying to put a puzzle together without all of the right pieces. Mm. So I just had somebody come in a few weeks ago who you know, she had blonde hair for years and she decided to box color it dark brown and she only did it twice. And so I did an all over highlight on her and all of her natural regrowth, the the first like two to three inches where her root was, it lifted beautifully. It was the most beautiful blonde ever. I didn't even really need to gloss it, even though I do gloss every highlight I do. But, um, The rest of her hair, some of it didn't lift at all. So she had two to three inches of blonde and then the rest was still brown. Um, A little bit of her ends were just a flaming hot orange because (laughs) it lifted through the box color, but you know, it's, it's more of a process to get through that than your natural hair color. So it was just, it it was a mess. I'm not going to lie. So um, it looked beautiful when I was done and I was actually pretty proud of it, but um, the whole process, there's a lot of videos out there on Instagram of, of hairstylists, like during a color correction like that, just like pooping their pants pretty much. <laughs> like, what did I get myself into? So much happening on this head of hair right now. And how am I going to get it to look how this client wants it to? So there's a lot of stuff in box dye that you don't know what you're getting. So I always recommend to just go to a professional from the get go, you know, you you know exactly what you're getting, exactly what's in there. Professional color is a lot easier to lift out with a lightener than a box color is. That's um, so interesting because I think that like probably a lot of people, especially if they're trying to be more frugal and that sort of thing, they are thinking, well, professional stylists, they're just saying not to use the box color because they want me to come to them. Obviously they're going to knock box color, but I think it's important to remember that you guys are professionals and obviously you have different tools than what are available on the regular market for the most part, I would say. And this is something that you have on your body 
all the time. It's not yeah. like, you know, clothes that you can change out if you buy a shirt that you don't like, or, you know, like it's not even like makeup. You can change up your makeup. If you buy something you don't like, you can return it. Once you do that to your hair, it is on your head. If we're going yeah. to invest in anything, like let's invest there. Exactly. And your hair is like an extension of yourself. Like it can really show your personality. So you don't want to ruin it by putting, you know, a $8 box of color on there just to save a few pennies. Yeah. So for somebody who is like, okay, you've convinced me, I'm not going to get the box dye, but I don't even know where to begin with starting a hair coloring journey. Like, especially let's, let's say somebody my age, you're in your late thirties and you're going like, oh, I'm going to have to do something about this soon. Where do you begin? So you still feel like yourself. Like, what do you tell a stylist? I always say there's, so there's two different types of color with professional color. There's permanent color and there's demi-permanent color. So the difference between the two, I always go in with a demi-permanent color unless somebody has a hundred percent white gray and they don't want to see any of it. Um, That's when I would go in with my permanent color because when you apply permanent color, it lightens your hair one to two levels sometimes more if you use a higher peroxide, but it lightens your hair one to two levels before it deposits the level and tone that you want to achieve. So that's where you end up with a lot of harsh lines of demarcation when those roots start to grow back in. You know, that line of regrowth is a lot more harsh than if you were Mm -hmm. to go with a demi-permanent color, which doesn't have as much ammonia to it. It's more like a gloss for your hair. It's very conditioning. It adds a lot more shine. And it still gives you great gray coverage, but it gives you more of a dimensional color where your gray kind of shines through like highlights. Mm-hmm. It's still colored, but it looks a lot more natural. And then it doesn't have as harsh of a line on your hair when it starts to grow back out. So I always say to go in with a demi-permanent color first. And if you find that you know your gray is a little bit too resistant to that color, then you're going to have to go in with a permanent option. But um, I usually tell people to get a few highlights around your face. You know, I usually call that a face frame highlight mm-hmm. and that's brighten everything around your face. And I usually tell people whatever color your hair is naturally, there's levels one to 10 with hair color, one being the darkest and 10 is the lightest. So whatever, wherever your hair falls on that one to 10 spectrum, your highlight should be only three to four levels lighter than that color. Um, If you go too much lighter than that, you're going to end up with too much contrast and it's going to start to wash you out. Yeah. You're going to look like those weird nineties trends. Yeah. (laughs) Or like like Cruella DeVille. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Nobody wants to look like Cruella, although they did win some amazing Oscars for their costumes. Let's steer clear of the hair. Yes. (laughs) Okay. You guys, we have been talking a lot about hair care on today's episode. And that's why I'm so excited to be able to talk to you about pros today in this episode, because it is what I have been using for my hair care routine lately. I love that it is completely customized to me. And I was even able to ask for certain ingredients to not be present in the products. So they were exactly what I wanted, just like Ali has been talking about in this episode. You want something that is actually going to be nourishing for your hair. And I truly feel like 
like that is what Pros has done because there's no one size fits all solution when it comes to hair care. A product that works wonders for curls might make straight hair limp and greasy like mine. But when I'm using my Pros routine, I can honestly say that I've never been more in love with how my hair is behaving. Pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal. Using natural ingredients with proven results, Pros customizes every product in your routine from shampoo to supplements. First, Pros starts by asking about you as a person with their in-depth consultation. Pros asked me really unexpected things like my zip code so they could determine what the weather is like where I'm living, how I eat and how damaged my hair is, all so that they can create the best product for my individual hair. Next, Pros analyzed all my answers and determined what unique blend of ingredients should be in every product of my custom routine. Together, Pros got all my hair goals covered. One of my very favorite products from them, just like Ali talks about in this episode, is having a good leave-in hair conditioner, and I absolutely love my spray-in hair conditioner that I use right after my shower. I use it on my girl's hair as well. It helps me to be able to comb through it really easily and helps it to just feel really nourished without feeling weighted down, and I absolutely love that about their leave-in conditioner. Plus, it's made just for me, so it's going to work for my very straight, sleek hair. And even better, Pros is a carbon-neutral certified B Corp. They are an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon-neutral. If you're not 100% positive Pros is the best hair care you've had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name literally all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash live well. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash live well for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Um, I, I love that. I think that's really important. And so, so you, that was something I was going to ask you. It's, you don't generally just go in with an all over color for somebody. It's, you're going to add some dimension or you're at least going to recommend to add some dimension with highlights. Yeah. Especially around the face and on the ends, because especially if you have longer hair, those ends tend to fall forward over your shoulders and it surrounds your face still. So you want it to almost frame your face with that color. So it's really actually in trend right now. All of those the color, it kind of looks like color blocking, mm-hmm. but a little bit more of a natural way to go about it. Um, just asking for a face frame highlight with some of the ends lightened up as well. And there's a trend right now called a root melt or a root smudge. And it's basically when you rinse all those highlights out, the hair is towel dried, and you go back in with a demi-permanent color at the root, very close to what the natural hair color is. And then you just feather that out a little bit past those lines of demarcation from where those highlights were applied. Mm-hmm. And it just blurs any harsh stripey lines that occur during that lightening process. And it gets combed through. So that color is diffused down And you just get this really natural, seamless-looking highlight that's not going to look really harsh and stripey when it grows out. I think that's really important. You want somebody, guys, everybody who's listening, like, (laughs) pay attention. (laughs) This is the kind of stuff that you're looking for when you're trying to find someone who is going to do your color well. Like, talk to them first. See if this is what they're going to recommend. Um, 
So I like, I have a friend who's sort of in the same boat that I'm in, but a little bit farther along, but she's, she likes to be fairly low maintenance. She knows she wants to cover up some gray, but what is going to be like, get her the most like longevity of coloring and how often is she probably going to have to color? So color typically lasts every four to six weeks. And that's just basically what the company's market to the stylist and that's basically all we can guarantee but that it usually lasts a lot longer than that so Mm -hmm. i was super super blonde um back in december and i put a dark brown color all over it and it's been brown ever since so you know with darker hair color you really don't have to keep up with it as much as with highlights Mm -hmm. so with those, you can get away um, with getting it colored maybe twice a year if you don't have a super ton amount of grays. Um, but the more gray that you have and the more that you don't want to see that gray, mm-hmm. um, you're going to have to come in a little bit more frequently. But there are products out there um, that kind of help to cover up the gray in between. Mm-hmm. There's one company called Wow, and they have it looks like an eyeshadow palette and it just, you pick what color looks best for your hair type and it comes with a little tiny brush and you just apply it to the root area to help, you know, blend those grays out. And it actually is so strong. It will come out with shampoo, but you could go swimming with it and it oh, will wow. still go out. Well, that's nice. <laughs> One I way know. to get a little bit more time out of it for sure. Yeah, when the company came into the last salon that I was working at and they were telling us all about this, we were all like, wow. And they were like, yeah, that's why we're called that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's a really great brand. I think it's really cool. And um, our clients just loved it. People would come back when they ran out and they would get it religiously. They were like, I'm out of my wow. And we would be like, it's okay, we have it. Like, it's going to be great. But um, yeah, stuff like that can definitely help you know, get you in between those color appointments without having to go back into the salon and spend money every time you see those grays coming back in. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I'm just, she has no idea that I'm doing this, but I'm going to go ahead and p- ask a couple more questions for this friend. <laughs> so a few <laughs> years ago was when she first was like, okay, I think I should maybe do something about my grays. Her teenage daughter was like, yeah, mom, it's time. And so <laughs> she went in and she got some coloring done. She has like light brown hair, but the gal who she went into didn't have a ton of experience and she came out blonde, like all over her whole head, blonde. And that was not what she was anticipating. And I think it was so discouraging for her that she kind of has just been like, okay, I'm just not going to mess with it because I don't know what to do at this point. So it's been a couple of years, obviously she, you know, it's, it's just lighter towards the ends now and that sort of thing, but she's thinking, okay, I need, I want to do something about this, but I think there's a little bit of trepidation because of what happened the last time. So she knows she's going to do, have to do some correction from the blonde. What should she tell a stylist when she's going in there to try to get a more desirable look, like, is she going, should she have low lights or like what, how should she go about this? So she looks more like herself, but is able to kind of correct what happened. 
So she could go into a stylist and say, you know, maybe she wants to just touch up that blonde just around her face to keep some brightness around the face. And then they could just go in with a demi-permanent color for the rest of the hair and just kind of comb it through so it diffuses into those blonde ends. So it doesn't look like it's one color and then bam, those blonde ends. It kind of diffuses it naturally into that blonde. Mm -hmm. um, but that way, if she has a little bit of a face framing highlight, it's not going to look like those ends are just super grown out and she got the rest of it touched up up top with a darker color. Um, she does have a couple options. So she could go in and just put that demi-permanent color all over if she doesn't want to add any more highlights to her hair. And then they could just kind of gloss those blonde ends down a little bit darker. And then she could have a little bit dimension towards the ends a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but it kind of depends on what she is wanting from her color. I do always kind of recommend to have a little bit of brightness and dimension throughout the color because I feel like when everyone is all over one color they tend to get washed out by it and it just falls a little bit flat mm -hmm. um, but with that one to ten spectrum of hair color you can really get away with having a few different levels in there that are all the same tone but you still have a cohesive color about it yeah um, so it depends on her coloring her her face or her skin tone um if she is of a more cooler skin tone, you want to stick with more cool to neutral tones. If she has some golden tones to her skin, definitely can pull off some warmer caramely type colors. Um, but it really depends on what she's looking for. I do always kind of recommend a little bit of a face frame highlight. I feel like that really helps emphasize people's face and really makes their eye color pop and their skin tone really brighten up. Um, and then that root melt, I'm, I'm obsessed with root melts. They're, they've been in trend right now for the last few years. And it's just a really great way to get highlights all over, but make sure that you're not getting that stripey look. And you can yeah. keep that contrast with the darker color towards the back, but just have that little bit of a face frame highlight and maybe some blonder pieces towards the ends mm -hmm. and um, not feel like, you're getting washed out because you do have that darker color towards the top. That's going to help balance it out. Well, and I think it's important for people to remember too, especially as they're embarking on color or thinking about just going in and getting one color. I know I, I know it happens to me, but I especially notice with my girls who, you know, I have a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old and when they're out in the summer, their hair naturally ends up getting highlights. And then those kind of, you know, filter through their hair all year because they're wearing a ponytail a lot in the summer. And then they have a natural face frame. Like that is what our hair normally does like in response yeah. to the sun and the weather, like you end up with variations in your color. So if you've had normal hair all your life and these sort of variations, and then you go in with just one color, it is going to look flat because that's not the way our hair normally works in life. Yes, exactly. And so as you get older, you just, you have to put in a little bit more effort to simulate that a yeah. little bit more. It does stink that like when you get older, like I feel like when you're younger, you have like that really pretty brown hair that gets those natural honey golden highlights in the summertime. And it just doesn't seem to happen the same when you get older. It's really it's just true. not 
<laughs> I know. I look at my daughters and I'm like, that used to be me. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I just need to spend more time in the sun, but then I also want to protect my skin. So I guess I'll just have to get the fake hair color. I know. It's so difficult. It's like by being in the sun, you're ruining your skin. But yeah. You want your to lighten up. It's, there's so many things that we have to keep up with now. I know. And it's just, you feel it's like trying to make yourself look better. <laughs> yes, it is. It's like all the different things. How do you get them all when some of them conflict? I hear you. Okay. So when you do these consultations with color guru, you tell people like some good colors and cuts for them, then they have the photos to be able to take into their stylist or how does that work? So afterwards, after I meet with them, I send a follow-up email. It includes all of the photos that I showed them in our meeting. And then I just send a couple of paragraphs of some salon verbiage. So um, especially so that they don't have to take notes during our meeting, everything I say to them about, you know, the different color levels that would work great with them, especially with the highlights and everything like that. I type all of that up for them nice. so that they don't have to worry about tripping over all these words they've never even heard before. And they're like, what the heck are you even saying with all these numbers? So, um, yeah, I have an email that just basically tells them how to ask for what I'm showing them. And I do it for the cut as well. And I just send them the pictures of the products that I recommend for them. And yeah, if they decide to change their hair up, some people have been really great and sent me some photos of Fun. their new hair color and how much they love it, which it feels really great. Um, I also have had a few people that live really close by to me that after I do their meeting with them and their consultation, they've actually come to me to get their hair done. And nice. um, a couple of them told me that like, they've never been so happy with their hair color before, which always feels great as a stylist to hear. Yeah. Um, so it's just been really fun. I wish I could travel to all of these clients yeah. and just do all of their hair for them. I feel like that would be really great. Yeah, I bet it's hard. Like once you've done the whole consultation to be like, ah, oh, but I can't get my hands in there and do the thing. I know that's like the hardest part about being a hairstylist is seeing people out in public or meeting <laughs> people there and not being able to do it. That's funny. Yeah, I bet that is a challenge. Ladies, we all have to deal with hormones. It's just a fact of our lives. They are constantly changing as we go through different seasons of our lives, and it can be really hard to find a solution that's going to be effective, but also not contain a bunch of other hormones or require a prescription. Well, I'm here to tell you that there is a brand out there that wants to help you in a way that is actually beneficial, and that is Bonafide. Bonafide was created to give women an alternative to effectively relieve the symptoms that accompany hormonal fluctuations within our bodies because every woman deserves to feel relief without compromise. So they provide women with naturally powerful remedies to safely treat the natural symptoms that occur throughout our lives, from PMS to menopause and everything else in between that we could possibly be dealing with. Bonafide has created non-prescription solutions that treat women's health issues using ingredients from nature as often as they can to maximize effectiveness and relief. The ingredients in every Bonafide product are the results of thorough research, development, 
development and clinical trials, resulting in every product being scientifically validated. And safety is their top priority. So all products are made with safe yet powerful ingredients, completely free from hormones and without alarming side effects. Can I get an amen? And to top it all off, they are endorsed by doctors, they are recommended by over 8,300 doctors across the country, and over 333,000 women have benefited from using Bonafide. So give Bonafide a try today. No hormones and no prescription required. Real relief without compromise. To get 20% off your first purchase when you subscribe to any product, go to HelloBonafide.com and use the promo code LIVEWELL. That's Hello, B-O-N-A-F-I. IDE.com and use the code LIVEWELL, that's L-I-V-E-W-E-L-L, for 20% off a checkout. For the best prices and free shipping, go directly to the HelloBonafide.com website. This is their best offer anywhere, so check it out and use the promo code LIVEWELL and get some real hormonal relief naturally. I want to make sure we hit on products because you've talked about this a couple of times. And I think especially for people who are getting into color for the first time, it you do have to use different products to take care of that coloring that you've had done. You want to get the most longevity out of it. And so would you give us sort of the one-on-one on 101 on how to care for hair that has been colored and some of the products that you recommend and that sort of thing? Absolutely. So you definitely want to find a product line that takes into account the health of your hair. So a lot of products have a lot of sulfates and silicones in them, and they make your hair feel really great for the time being. But what happens with silicones is they just sit on top of the hair and they kind of just seal up your cuticle. So nothing can get out of your hair. Like if you have any buildup or anything like that, it's just trapped in there. Mm. And then nothing penetrate that either so if you're trying to do a mask and you have all these silicones on your hair the mask isn't really doing anything for you so you want to watch out for silicones um I use a um, a line in my salon called Kevin Murphy and I just started using it within the last year and a half and I've just really loved his products because they take more of a skincare approach to hair care so Mm. all of the ingredients are really sustainable for the environment and really you know, they try to pick ingredients that are going to make your hair feel healthy and also ingredients that are going to make the products do exactly what they say they're going to do. So pretty much every product I've used by him has been amazing. Um, there's one product in particular that, I mean, I'm not like a rep for them at all, but I just love their products. Um, there's one product in particular that I love called Smooth Again, and it has it's basically like getting three products in one. So it's like a leave-in anti-frizz treatment. It's a smoothing styling lotion and it has heat protectant in it. So you get a treatment, a product and protection from heat all in one product. So I think that's really great. Um, I basically say to everyone, if you're going to have one product in your repertoire of hair products, you should definitely have a great leave-in conditioner that's going to you know, improve the health of your hair without weighing it down or, you know, having any bad ingredients. So you still want to be mindful of ingredients, but the one product you should have is some form of a leave-in conditioner. Okay. Um, you don't want to wash your hair too much, but you want to be able to use this product every time you wash. And it's just going to help your hair look better 
especially, you know, as you age, your hair changes every seven years. So Mm. a lot of people are like, well, my hair was curly as a kid, but now it's straight. And I'm like, that's completely normal. Everyone's hair changes every seven years. So interesting. I know, right? It's weird, but (laughs) you want to have a product that's going to help your hair um, stay healthy as you get older. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I found to be pretty difficult is because I want to have like well-conditioned hair, but I also have incredibly straight, sleek hair that it's really hard to get volume into. And so it can be really difficult to find the products that are going to do both. What do you recommend for someone like that? So sometimes you just have to do like a little product cocktail for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, not one product is going to do everything you need. Yeah. And it's, it is funny. Some clients come in to me after I've done their hair and they're like, it just, it looked so great when, when you did my hair, but every time I do it at home, it never looks like that. And I was like, okay, well, what products are you using at home? And they're like, oh, I don't use any products. (laughs) There you go. The same effect if you don't use products. So, um, I definitely, if you're having any trouble with volume, I definitely recommend finding a really great volumizing root spray, Okay. but you do have to be careful with those because a lot of them have very harsh ingredients because it really dries out the hair strand to make it stand up better, but Mm. these super drying ingredients on your hair on a regular basis. So there are products out there that are really great for volume that aren't going to compromise the the health or hydration of your hair. So um, I, I feel like I keep name dropping him, but Kevin Murphy does have a really great root volumizing product that has a conditioning treatment built into it. Nice. And there's another product that he has, especially for anyone who has trouble with thinning. It has a leave-in thickening treatment for thinning hair in it. Mm. So you're getting a product and a treatment for your thinning hair all in one and the scent of these products is amazing it's like my favorite thing ever it's like a light musk scent but it Hmm. also has like a a feminism to it nice maybe not feminism but like femininity yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) or it's not like a manly musk yeah that's what I'm trying to but um, they smell amazing and they all do exactly what they say they're going to do. So that's why I love recommending them to all of our color guru clients. Yeah, that's really good to know because I think a lot of people just kind of don't know what the best products are out there or what is, like you said, going to actually be healthy for their hair, which does bring me to a question. Okay, so I've been on my own journey to be trying to wash my hair less. People who follow me on Instagram been hearing about this since like September because I was like an every day, every other day, wash my hair kind of person because I have really straight, sleek hair. It gets oily pretty quickly. I feel like that's improved maybe a little bit since I have stopped washing it as much as I used to, but I do within a couple of days, typically turn to the dry shampoo. And you were just talking about like not using products that are too drying on your hair. Do you have thoughts on all of that? (laughs) Yes. So, um, a lot of dry shampoos aren't too harsh because they typically have powders in them that are absorbing your oil. Mm -hmm. Um, but I love that you talked about, you know, trying not to wash your hair as much. And a lot of people don't understand why stylists tell you not to wash your hair 
as often as you know every day or even every other day. And the reasoning behind it is because every time you wash your hair, you're stripping your sebaceous glands, the glands that produce oil, you're stripping them of all of your natural oils, which tells them, oh my gosh, I'm not working hard enough. I need to produce more oil. Mm -hmm. So every time you wash them, they're actually, you know, thinking that they need to produce more oil for you. So you're actually kind of contributing to the excess of oil that you feel that you have on your scalp. So, um, what I tell people to do is if you feel like you're getting really greasy, I always go in with a conditioner and just kind of use that to scrub at your scalp a little bit. It's not as stripping as a shampoo is. There aren't any surfactants that are washing that oil away. Um, you're hydrating your hair at the same time, but the actual scrubbing of your scalp is what helps you know, get any dirt or impurities off of there. And since you're not using a super harsh shampoo that has all of those surfactants in it, you're not going to be totally stripping away all of those natural oils from your scalp. So sometimes if you just go in with a little bit of conditioner and a good scrubbing of your, of your scalp, you can get that freshly washed feeling without damaging or making your hair drier and more oily at the same time okay you just blew my mind <laughs> because <laughs> I have always heard you know you don't put the conditioner near your scalp it's going to weigh down your hair always put your conditioner at the bottom and so seriously like I instead of shampooing I should be putting the conditioner on the top like I I am seriously befuddled right now <laughs> Yeah, you definitely want to make sure you're still rinsing it really great to make sure that you aren't leaving any up there for it to get super greasy. But if you go in and just really scrub with that conditioner, you can still get a really great clean feeling without drying your hair out and stripping it of those natural oils and then making those oil glands think that they have to produce more. Okay. So do you still recommend people then shampoo the bottom part of it or how often should this process be? I mean, now you're going to have to take me through the one-on-one -on, -one on this because our one-on-one I'm using the wrong terms because I'm so like, what even? So I definitely, I never really, I mean, I have super short hair, so I don't really have an option to not shampoo the ends of my hair, Yeah, but I typically say you really don't need to shampoo the ends of your hair unless you're trying to like lighten up a color and you're using, you know, a clarifying shampoo to try to lighten up any color that you have on there. Um, I typically say you really don't need to shampoo the ends of your hair. There aren't any really dirt or impurities building up down there. And when you rinse that shampoo out, all those suds are going all the way through to the ends of your hair anyway. So they are getting clean. Um, but all of your dirt and impurities live up on your scalp. So you don't need to really wash the ends of your hair, really. Um, you definitely still want to make sure you're focusing that conditioner down there. But if you are, you know, in between washes and you feel like you're just getting really greasy or a lot more oily than you're used to, um, going in with a dry shampoo when your hair is damp can also be really helpful. Oh, interesting. And yeah, just getting it in there at the root while it's damp and then blowing your hair dry with that in there can also give you a freshly washed feeling. But yeah, just definitely, that's why they call it training your hair because mm -hmm. 
go through the process of, you know, those oil glands are, you know, constantly working so hard because you keep washing the natural oils away from them, which are there to, you know, hydrate and protect your hair and skin. Um, so when you're stripping those constantly, they're constantly working overtime to compensate. And so if you start washing your hair less, it is going to take a little bit of time for them to get used to the fact that they're not getting washed as much and they don't have to produce as much as they have been. Mm -hmm. So let's take a little bit of training uh, to get your hair to get to a normal state of oil secretion. That sounds like such a weird word. I know, but it's true. <laughs> but um, yeah, there is a little bit of training that's involved and I do still recommend finding a great dry shampoo. There are some that use talc powder, which is not, you know, yeah. super recommended. Um, but there are also some that use rice powder instead. And, you know, we all, if we drop our phones in the toilet, I've done it multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> phone in a big bag of rice and it sucks up all the water out of your phone. So I think it's really great that a lot of dry shampoos have rice powder in them. Mm -hmm. um, that way it kind of just sucks up all of the oil and moisture that's living in your hair. And you don't have to worry about getting in the shower, wetting it all down and washing it. I know a lot of times for people that have super thick or long hair, washing can be such a chore mm -hmm. for them. Yeah. Getting a great dry shampoo like that is going to really help you know, cut down on time and effort for everybody. Do you have, I'm sure you do, uh, certain brands that you recommend? So there, that specific brand that I remember that has the rice powder in it is called Colorproof. They, um, Purology had a man working for them in their products. And he actually went out and created his own line called Colorproof. Okay. And um, all of their products are really great as well. Um, but that their specific dry shampoo does have that rice powder in them. I really do love Amiga's dry shampoo. I think that one is really, really great. Um, and of course, if you're on a little bit of a budget, I still think Batiste works great. Um, it just depends on the hair too, because a lot of different products work differently for everyone's hair type. So sure. But those are the three top ones that I've always, I've always loved. Okay. All right. Well, that is helpful. I think that I could probably <laughs> ask you 57 more questions, but I think this is a really good starting place for people. And then if they want to go deeper and have that one-on-one, one-on-one consultation, then we will have the links in the show notes for them to be able to get, get over to color guru and be able to get a consultation with you so they can really go deeper. Yeah, I could honestly talk about hair for days. And yeah. Tired of it. <laughs> oh, I love it. I think it's it's so good. And I I hate to have to cut the show off because I'm sure we could learn so much more from you. But I hope if this interests people that they, you know, I, it makes me want to go like, okay, I'm probably going to need to do this here at some point soon, especially before I start coloring my hair. So I just feel like really confident about knowing what I'm looking for and what I'm asking for when I go to someone. So you're a super valuable tool. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could use my knowledge to assist people. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay, let's move in to the ending part of the show. I would love to know just what a typical day looks like for you. Um, so a typical work day, um, 
I wake up, I usually make a smoothie or get some coffee from Starbucks because I'm obsessed. <laughs> and I get one. Um, sometimes I don't, you know, clean up at the end of the night. So I might have to come in in the morning and do a quick clean real quick just because I was so tired from the night before. Um, but I get some music going. I, you know, get ready for each of my clients, fold some towels and capes, get those ready to go. And I might have a couple of consultations uh, on Zoom for Color Guru that I have to do before my, my color clients. So I get those done and then I get started on my clients. Um, it's been really difficult for me because I, I'm, a, I'm like four months pregnant right now. Oh my goodness. Congratulations. <laughs> so I'm starving all the time. Yeah. All hairstylists know, like, it's so difficult to eat during the day because you're just working. Like, yeah. you can't really step away from your work for a quick lunch break when you're in the middle of doing someone's color. So um, that's been the only difficult part for me. But then, you know, I get all my clients done for the day. It always feels really great when everyone leaves really happy with their hair. And then I go home to my two cats. I might, you know, have some takeout or something like that and just watch TV until I pass out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. Nice, relaxing way for to end your day, especially a long day on your feet with yeah. that baby growing. Yes, it's been a lot. Yeah, I bet. Especially when you get bigger, you need one of those slings to like hold your belly up. I'm going to hire an assistant just to yeah. hold it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is one way that you live well anyway? Just some little pleasure or way that you take care of yourself in the midst of life's chaos. So before I got pregnant, I was going to the gym like four or five days a week. So I love going to the gym and lifting weights. They really make me feel super strong. Um, it's been a little bit difficult to do that since I got pregnant, but um, I do really love making smoothies. Um, they're super healthy. I love putting powdered greens in them. It really helps boost the immunity and all of that. And um, me and my boyfriend are hugely into hiking. We love you know, going through the woods, climbing some mountains and going on a bunch of adventures and stuff like that. Fun. I, I like that. Have you been able to do that even, I mean, you're four months, so I guess you're still pretty early on, but have you guys been able to do that? It's just been so cold. We yeah. Have, I hear you. It's, it's just so sad. I texted him today and I was like, I'm really sad. It's still winter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just ready for warm weather. Like none of my pants fit. I just want to put a yeah. dress <laughs> I hear you. I've been there four times. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I have some stock questions that I'd like to ask you. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Candles or essential oil diffuser? Oh, that's so hard. I do I both. Know. Okay. I'm going to go candles. <laughs> okay. Cloth napkins or paper? Paper. All right. City or country? Country. Paper or digital? Ooh. Uh, well, if it's books, then paper. Um, everything else, digital. Okay. Shopping, would you rather do it online or in the store? Online. All right. It is whatever time you are making dinner and you need a mental break. Do you listen to a podcast or music? Music. And what is some of the music you would listen to? Oof. That's loaded. Um, <laughs> everything but I'm a big um I like folk music and hip-hop the most okay and chocolate milk or dark 
so hard with these pregnancy cravings going. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, uh, I'll go with dark. Okay. Sports or no sports? Sports. Live broadcasting. Would you rather broadcast or watch? Hmm. Watch. Okay. What is your favorite movie? Uh, it's called Captain Fantastic. Oh, that's a good one. It's intense, it. but yeah, that's it a really did. good movie. Yeah. Okay. And if you could put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum where zero is totally not crunchy and 10 is like singing Kumbaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair, where are <laughs> you on the spectrum? Um, I probably fall like right in the middle. Okay. I appreciated some of you. You've slipped in a few things about some natural stuff. So I'm like, oh, I think she's probably higher than she's given herself credit for. <laughs> um, I do keep it natural. Last night I ate a whole box of Kraft mac and cheese. So that's why I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, gotta have the balance. Gotta have the balance. You know? All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Allie. You gave us so much great information, and hopefully, people are going to walk away being more confident about their hair decisions. And if not, then they're going to come meet with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so. I hope I was really helpful, and thank you so much for having me on. It's been so fun. Yeah, thank you so much. We'll have to talk again soon. Absolutely. ladies that is it for this week's episode as always you can find the links to anything that we talked about in the show notes which you can get to by just swiping up in whatever app you are listening to the podcast or going over to mckenziecoppa.com and clicking on podcast that is where you can also scroll down and find the episode with Jeannie Stith episode 69 where we talk about more of what color guru has to offer and again you can get that 10% off by going to yourcolorguru.com and using the code livewell we would also love to have you come join us on patreon ladies we have so much fun over there doing the daily live shows we have mini casts that come out twice a month there's always things happening we're always talking about new stuff we're gearing up for spring we're planning for summer there's all kinds of fun things that we do over there that are just for that community that i think you would really enjoy if you came over and joined us on patreon so head over there, find us at patreon.com slash live well together. I would love to get to know you better and welcome you into that community where we just have a lot of fun. All right, ladies, until next week, I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope to see you over on Instagram at Mackenzie Coppa. And until then, go be bold and gracious. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.